that's cool. Okay, well, that's that's dope. Um, so I guess we could get into uh, what was it? UFC two six seven. The card that was. The what? The, Sorry. the card that was? The card that was UFC 267. <laughs> yeah, what a what a card it was. It was it was both really exciting and then also pretty boring at the same time. It was a 50-50 <laughs> split with this one. Um, yeah. Six fights on yeah. the main card too, which is not very often you see that. Yeah. Yeah, that is pretty rare. Yeah. And I mean, uh, so for for the audience, I didn't really get to watch it. It was at like 11 o'clock in the morning where I was and I was shooting a wedding that day. So <laughs> I think I got to see I got to see the Kamzat fight and then that was basically it. Yeah. Easy, easy little break since it only lasted about a minute or so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something like that. Um. But yeah, uh, good card, you say? Well, let's go through it. So at the t- at the beginning of the card, there was the light heavyweight fight of uh, Magomed Akhalaev versus Vulcan Ozdemir. So this one falls under the boring category for me. It was kind of... I mean, they did stand and throw, but um, nothing exciting happened throughout. It was just like kind of trading blows. Uh, Magomed got the better of them for the most part and got the decision win. Nice, yeah. Nope. I think uh, between this and the Volkov-Tibura uh, fight, um, I think we were saying that these were going to be the duds. Yeah, so we might not be able to get your uh, your betting books right all the time on who's going to win, but we can tell you which fight's going to be boring. We're pretty accurate with that. <laughs> <laughs> we're, pretty, we're pretty good with that. Yeah. If it, we're pretty good with that. If only there was a, a number on that on the gambling sites, then we'd be rich, but... Yeah, we <laughs> nailed those two. Uh, yeah, uh, you and I both uh, wanted or called for Megamed to win. Uh, you called him KO in the first round. I called him KO in the third round. So for purposes of scoring, uh, we're going to call this one a split. Yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. I'm surprised. We've- yeah, we didn't get we didn't get the round. We didn't get the mode. We just got the person. Yep. Yep. I want to. I, I don't remember what we picked, so I'm curious to. I, I went and I, I I didn't have my notes with me, so I'm on the road. <laughs> so I actually this morning listened to the whole episode. <laughs> yes, I listened to our own episodes. Uh, I listened to the whole episode so I could jot it all down. You're our biggest fan. <laughs> you <listen>. Yes. <laughs> we have 10 listeners. I'm four of them. <laughs> well, the next one, um, I'm curious to what we picked because uh, it was Kamzatchmaev versus Li Jing Liang. Total domination by Kamzat. Again, the dude literally has only absorbed two strikes in four fights in the UFC. That is which is nuts. Unheard of record. This has never happened before. Um, I don't think that could even really be broken. And he didn't even get hit. I don't think so. He didn't get hit a single time in this one or nothing. He didn't get takedown, nothing. He just, he ran at Li Jing Liang. Oh, can't even say his name. Uh, leech. The Leech, yeah. Picked him up, started yelling at Dana White while he's got the Leech in his arms, slams him to the ground and just pummels him. 
until it was done. Yeah. And then he ended up. And he was saying uh, after the fight, he was saying after the fight that he saw that Dana was on his phone. So that's why he picked him up, walked over to Dana and told Dana, get off the phone and watch me. (laughs) Which I love that. It's crazy. Like there's been moments where like fighters look at the crowd or they look, they do something like that kind of um, entertaining wise, right? They yell at the rat or whatever. But that was like, he like full on looked at Dana for like a good 15 seconds in the heat of the moment it's not like leeching uh, the leech was was tired like he's in his peak um cardio and he still just held him like a baby and then threw him to the ground it's crazy it's crazy yeah yeah that w- it was it was hilarious i was laughing so hard when i was just like he just walked over yeah yeah he's a monster he's gonna keep <laughs> smashing everybody i think until they get to like the top five like i don't know who they're gonna give yeah. him next but it, it better be someone pretty serious because he's just running through people. He's running through them, and uh, he's he's in the welterweight division. And um, as of right now, looking at UFC.com rankings, Kamzat Shumayev is number 10 in the welterweight division. There you go. Makes sense. Even though it's only been... Uh, three fights in the UFC, like it. It just makes sense to have him that. What you, yeah, you, you can't dominate like that and not get up in the rankings. Um, exactly. So he ended so, up winning I mean, by uh, submission in round one. What did we pick? Yes, you picked sub in round three. I oh. picked TKO in round one. Oh. Drew takes the one on this one. Drew is up one nothing. Really? Okay. We don't call it splits yeah, because you, you got the round and I got the finish? Or is it priority finish? Fit, finish is the priority. Mm, okay. Fighter and finish is the priority. Um, yeah. I think you were you, yeah, you were thinking that uh, if it went a little bit longer and they were standing begging, then Kamzak uh, could get that sub out of nowhere. Yeah. But uh, he didn't wait that long. He waited three minutes and 19 seconds to finish it. Yeah. Well, I'm pretty lucky then so, because he was on his on route to get a, a KO victory. Like he was smashing him on the ground. He just decided to do a choke <laughs> instead. Yeah. He yeah. easily could have been a first and round. And he put KO. him out cold. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. So playing matchmaker, who do you see comes out fighting next? Mm, that's a good one. Um who is We talked about it in the, the last in the the pre for the 267. Yeah. And I think this matchup would still work. Oh, yeah? Jorge Masvidal. Masvidal. I know. That's what I was just thinking. So you know what actually is a good way to do it, I think, maybe? Is uh, Masvidal is fighting Leon Edwards next month. Whoever loses fights him. All right. I think that would but be There's best. also, uh, you got Neil Magny. <coughs> yep. Excuse me. You got Neil Magny. You got Michael Chiesa. They're all above him. Stephen Thompson's T- Stephen Thompson. They're all above him. Yep. Even uh, Bilal. Cosma didn't take any damage. Yep. Bilal Muhammad so would be another good one. So he fight next week. Yeah. That would be a good one. Actually, you said uh, Neil Magny. He called uh, Ch- uh, Chimaev out for December. I'm sure Cosma will do it. I would love for him to do it. You know, he took a year off after being kind of known as the guy who would do, who would fight any time. With his back-to-back wins. But what, what was it, three times in 14 days or something stupid like yeah, that? Yeah, it, it was definitely at least twice <laughs> in 10 days. 
and then his third fight yeah. was like maybe a couple weeks after but yeah it's yeah crazy ridiculous anyways uh, moving on yeah we got uh the heavyweight fight of the card which was alexander volkov versus marcin tibura uh, went to a decision, unanimous decision victory for Volkov. How did this fight go, Drew? Uh, this was probably the most boring. And you know, <laughs> similar to the light heavyweight fight, like they were throwing consistently, but just nothing special happened. Nobody went for anything fun. It didn't, nobody was really close to being finished. It was just kind of a striking match. Um, I've seen way boring, more boring. boring fights, so it's not like they were total disasters, but uh, mm-hmm. but just kind of meh, just kind of meh, and and a decision victory for Volkov, which you called the exact. <laughs> you called Volkov by decision. I went by for Tabira by decision. So Drew takes that one. Drew up two one now Ooh. or two zero. Oh. Uh, but for uh, 267. What? Um, matchmaker for this one? Uh, I don't know. Volkov's a weird one <laughs> in that I feel like he's fought everyone in the top five, but he just wins, loses, wins, loses. So he kind of goes nowhere. He's like the gatekeeper of the top five. So yeah. uh, I don't even really know. I don't think he jumps up like like crazy. Uh, let's see here. I could name. He stayed. He stayed at five. Yeah, I could see him going against like Curtis Blades Maybe again. Blades? I think. I think he lost the Blades yeah. not too long ago. But Blades is another kind of gatekeeper of the heavyweight division. That's the problem with the heavyweights. Like the top six have been there for so long, and they just keep bouncing wins and losses off of each other. It's weird. Yeah. The two the two hottest heavyweights are Ngannou and uh, Gan. Yeah. And uh, January 22nd, we'll see how they turn out. Yep. That'll be a good fight. That'll be a real good fight. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, all right, moving on to the lightweight division. Islam Makhachev versus Dan Hooker. Uh, didn't take him long. No, it did not. And, man, my heart breaks for Dan Hooker because, you know, he had a devastating loss to Michael Chandler in round one, um, which – he seemed really upset about has this comeback win not too long ago, a month ago. And then he takes this fight on short notice and there was a lot of hype behind him just for, you know, being that badass who takes the fight short notice going up against like a really tough prospect. The next could be basically. And, but Islam Makachev, he is like Khabib 2.0. It seems, I think he's just on route to being the champ. It's gonna happen. Yeah, he's uh, definitely skyrocketed through that division. Yeah, in dominating fashion. It wasn't even close. This fight, like, <laughs> it only lasted two minutes. I think. Yeah, two minutes and twenty five seconds. So, that's to me. That sounds like started out, take him down, put him in, boom, over, goodbye. Yep, it literally looked like the Chimaev fight in Li Jing Liang. It was basically the same thing. It was just one weight class under and two fights later. Was, yeah. Yeah. Yep, so, so yep. What, did, what did we pick? Uh, you picked Islam by decision. I picked Islam by submission in round two, so Ooh. I take that one. Uh, we're now two, two one. and one. 
Two one for you, sir. Okay, okay. Um, what about uh, what about matchmaker? What would you what would you put Islam up against? Naturally, the next one is Benil. Yeah, that'd be pretty good. That'd be a pretty good one. Um, because you know you got Gaethje versus Chandler right now. Yeah, Poirier is going to be fighting Oliveira. That's the only one that's really left for him to fight. I'm. I don't want to see him fight uh, Dos Santos or. You know, there's Tony Ferguson, but I don't really think that that's a good matchup for Tony. Yeah, it's kind of funny because he was set to uh, fight uh, Rafael dos Santos, and then yeah. he had to pull out for the fight. And now the shoe's on the other foot because now Islam's ranked higher. So if Rafael wants to fight him, I think Islam is kind of in the right to say, you know what? No, you didn't. You kind of dodged me for a while, and then we finally got a fight. You got injured. Like I'm going up to yeah. bigger and better things. So that's fair. Funny part is in the standings, um, Dan Hooker dropped two positions. He's now in eighth. And because of that, Rafael dos Santos moved up two positions. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Eh? <laughs> Rankings for not are strange. Fighting. Yeah. For not fighting, for being injured. Strange. Yeah. Now I'm just looking at it now. And if I was playing matchmaker for Dan, um, two names around him Connor. are Tony Ferguson and Conor McGregor. So they're actually both. And um, it's too. Real. I like I like either of those fights. Yeah, me too. Me too. Conor might need a little bit of someone bigger because he's such a big name. He can kind of get away with that, but like Tony, I think a Conor McGregor Tony Ferguson fight would be yeah, badass. That is the one to do, and you know the two of them are gonna be trash talking the shit out of each other. Yeah, he always calls them McNuggets. <laughs> Ferguson always <laughs> calls them McNuggets. <laughs> uh, I love Tony. Yeah, where are you at, McNuggets? Just... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, let's let's say Islam versus Benil makes the next sense, and then you know Dan Hooker probably gets maybe Dos Anjos. Yeah, that'd be cool. I like that. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on to the co-main. Yeah, so the co-main, we had Peter Jan versus Corey Sanhagen uh, for the bantamweight interim title. But in a lot of people's eyes, this is kind of for the true championship. Um, and this was fight of the night. This was probably bantamweight fight of the year, maybe. I, I don't even, I can't think of too many other crazy ones right off the top of my head. But it was unreal. It was such a good fight. It was... Um, like a chess match a lot of the time there was a lot of like you could tell decision making in the striking a lot of adjustments between rounds um and in the end peter jan wins by decision i think it was a unanimous decision which honestly was a bit shocking for me i thought Corey put up a really good fight so whenever you see that it kind of makes it seem like peter jan destroyed him and that wasn't that was so far from the case it was a very competitive fight yeah they they have it um what is it Three rounds to two, I think, yeah. in this one. Mm-hmm. 49, 46, all three judges. So pretty close fight from the stats. I, I really want to go back and, and watch this fight because you were telling me that that fight was just badass. It really was. Peter Jan, he's, he's a genius, man. He, uh, You could see it. He was taking strikes. He was kind of getting beat up in the first round or two. And it seemed really good for Corey. He was putting on the pace. He was, you know, light on his feet, hopping around, um, doing his, you know, his his knees and stuff. But then it's like Peter mm-hmm. Jan was just like pulling in dot data, 
data, data. He was just like a computer, like just absorbing all this information from Corey. And then like round three, it was like, he just knew he knew the range. So he was ducking things. Um, he landed some nasty spinning combos that would put a lot of people to sleep. So props to Corey's chin. Um, yeah. Yeah. And Corey, like a uh, short notice fight and, uh, it only helps his stock. Right. I think so. I think you look at his record. Now he's got two back to back losses, but dang, like that, TJ Dillashaw fight easily could have been in his favor. And then this fight, I mean, props for taking it short notice, props for um, doing so well against somebody who's like proven to be a champion. So I don't I don't think he's going anywhere. I think we're still going to see him um, in the top of the division for a long time. Nice. Yeah. Obviously, this sets up the rematch that we've all been waiting for. Yeah. Peter Yan versus Aljamain Sterling, where I, you know, I, I liked Aljamain, but yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of him anymore. So I'll take uh, Peter in that fight when it comes. Me too. I like Peter a lot. He's a, he's yeah. a badass. He's a cool fighter. Yeah. Uh, you win that one. You picked Yan by decision. I picked Yan by TKO in round four. So Drew Ooh. up three, one crushing it right now let's go give me that belt crushing it <laughs> <laughs> you want that belt back yeah, i want it back one what's yeah. mine uh and that brings us to the light heavyweight main event of the evening glover Teixeira versus yan blahovich and i uh what a what a crazy turn of events oh man yeah that's a an understatement. It was shocking. I found, um, but you know what? I don't think I don't know what's more shocking, like how well Glover did, or how little Yan did. I feel like he didn't do anything. Yeah, um, felt like Yan was a little off. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, I'm curious if you know just the travel and everything had anything to do with that i mean going to fight island that's a it's a one heck of a track to get out there yeah for sure and And time change the quarantine time change all of that it's crazy so uh not giving yan any uh excuses and not taking away from glover uh winning this uh becoming i think it's the oldest light heavyweight champion at yep. 42 years old. He is, yep. It's pretty impressive. Now, yeah. Yan did uh win the title in and uh Fight Island. So, he's used to it. That is true. Yeah, but it you never know, right? There's so many things that could have happened. Um, but then yeah, Glover's now the now the champ, so he gets the round 2 submission. Um pretty much dominated the whole way through. Um What do you think's next? For Glover Texier. For Glover, I mean, if he's not gonna retire <laughs> and he's actually gonna fight somebody, Yuri's next. Yeah, Yuri's it. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that scares me for Glover. Oh man, that Yuri Prochaska. He's a Prochaska. Prochaska. That's <laughs> dang. Prochaska. Pro, pro I nailed it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Prochaska. Prochaska. 
Yuri, we can get the first uh, name. Yeah, he's a, yeah. he's a monster. He's a nightmare for anybody. Okay, scary. He's scary, man. And uh, you know, Glover's obviously going to bring it, and it's probably going to be a good fight. But man, if if Yuri starts hammering away at Glover, that's the end of his career. Yeah. And I think uh, I, I, Glover at least didn't hint at retiring. So I think he's least going to do one more. Um, yeah. Yeah. You got to defend the title at least once. It's one thing to win it. You got to defend it. Yeah. And then you can go defend it. And if you lose, then it's kind of an easy, like, eh, I'm not the champ anymore. It would take one or two more fights to get it back. You know what? I got it. I lost. I'm out. You know, like that's a pretty respectable way to go out. And then you could, and then the bright side is you win, you get one title defense and you can retire and you don't upset the community too much by just kind of winning the belt and then making it vacant by retiring instantly. Yeah, Um. exactly. Yeah. So I think it's a win-win for Glover. He's in a great spot. Yeah, totally. Um, and that'll be a heck of a fight. Uh, but that's probably got to be what? January, February, if they, uh, maybe March. Yeah, at least. Yeah, probably not until. Because Glover didn't take too much damage in that. True. I mean, didn't take any, really. And Yuri's just sitting there chomping at the bit, so we could see a quick turnaround for that. Yeah, they actually shook hands in the back after he had won it, and they talked, and Glover said, uh, so you're next? And then, I don't know, Yuri said something like, oh, maybe, or whatever, like being humble, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no bad blood there. That's just a respectable couple of fighters, which is nice. What would you put? Yeah. Uh, what would you put next for Jan? I mean, you're looking at uh, the standings. You're either going Alexander uh, Rakic or uh, Anthony Smith. Mm-hmm. Those are the two, and Anthony's coming off of a win. Uh, I think uh, Rakic is coming off of a win as well. So. Yeah, yeah. Any one of those? Um, I'd like to see uh, Yen versus Tiago Santos because uh, Yen actually his most recent loss before uh, was this to one. Diego. Yeah, that's yeah, right. It was a KO to T- Diego, so he could run it back, try and avenge that one. That'd be pretty fun. Yeah, that works too. I like that. Number five versus yeah. number one. Seems pretty reasonable. And then you got number two against the champ. A little bit of development in that division that's kind of been in a weird state ever since John Jones left. So, yeah, it's kind of been weird. Yeah. Um, but uh, you had picked Yan by KO in the second. I had picked Glover by sub in the third. So, oh. I actually take that one and we finish out UFC 267. Drew winning three to two. Congratulations, man. You got your belt back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did it. But but don't worry. Uh, I'm coming for it because quick turnaround here. UFC 268 this Saturday, which is actually tomorrow. We're recording this on Friday. And so quick turnaround for 268. Um, a week apart, which is crazy. It's crazy. It's unbelievable that we have a card coming up so quickly like yeah it's just wild and i think the weigh-ins just happened so we'll uh finish out this episode of the armchair armbar podcast so we can jump into the preview episode of ufc 268 Woohoo! stay tuned thanks for listening and we'll catch you guys later peace